Welcome to Human Connections, an oral history podcast program curated by students in the Literary Arts Department at Mississippi School of the Arts. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, listeners. My name is Hunter Nix, and I am a junior in the Literary Department of the Mississippi School of the Arts. When given the prompt for this podcast, I decided to do my episode on the topic of evolution and realization. In particular, the evolutions that occur within people at an art school, and even the evolutions that occur to the campus environment itself. As an art student, I know that I have undergone and seen my peers undergo several personal, artistic, social, and even academic evolutions since our arrival here just three short months ago. It was also obvious from as early as day one that we, as a collective student body, shaped the environment of our campus. Such changes, personal and systemic, fascinate me, and who better to understand that fascination than a former art student? So, in comes Miss Avery Piegler. Avery Piegler is the current principal at MSA, but her journey did not start in the area of education exactly. She actually graduated from the vocal music program of the High School for the Performing Arts in Houston, Texas in 1997. Over the past decade and a half, she has put her education to use by maintaining her love for music, though not in the way one would expect. Choosing education over performance in her career, though not nearly stopping her from performances in her personal time, Ms. Piegler went to achieve an educational degree and later became counselor at this very school. Eventually, as she explains, Ms. Piegler shifted her perspective and with it her career to that of principal here at MSA, with a very interesting reason indeed. went into education and college um, because I decided, I, I, I thought I wanted to be a performer. Um, and so I decided to go the education route because I knew that that degree would give me something that said that I had management skills, that I could do something other than just perform. Not that there's anything wrong with a performance degree, but I wanted to know that I had something that was a little more marketable. Um, and, and that I could utilize it elsewhere if I chose not to go into music. As I got into it, I really enjoyed the education side of it. I really enjoyed learning about child development and learning about how music impacts um, you know, children, developing children. And, and so I, I really began to love the educational side of it. Um, and it was just a natural step when I graduated to begin teaching music. Um, so I don't know that my reasons for going into education were necessarily social in nature. Um, it was kind of like, I, but at the same time, I always knew I was going to be a teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, from the time I was a little girl, I was kind of a teacher anyway. So, um, when I went into administration, the first thing I did was I became a counselor. And um, I did that specifically. Attention, students. Mr. Benny's so funny on that. Please vote. You need to be boarding the bus now. Take some leave. Kidding, Mr. Benny. Yep. <laughs> okay, so. Um, I, this, there were two specific reasons that I decided to go into counseling mm -hmm. first. And one was that 
I saw a great need for advocacy for our arts programs. Mm-hmm. Um, in your, you know, your general public schools, um, the arts programs were um, kind of dying on the vine, and it wasn't a. A lot of times that was a social issue because it's not cool to be in choir. It's not cool to mm-hmm. be in band. Um, and so, or it's not cool to be an artist, you know. So um, that was one thing that I really wanted to be able to do from somewhere other than the music classroom was to be able to advocate for our arts programs. The other thing was I saw so many students who needed an advocate who maybe necessarily didn't have a great um, home life or didn't have a responsible adult that they could depend on to make good choices for them in their schooling. And so I wanted to be able to advocate for those children. Um, My move into administration um, as far as educational leadership was more about the ability to affect change. And I realized how limited I was to affect change from the classroom or from the counseling office. Um, Not that I couldn't affect change in student lives, you know, one-on-one, those kinds of things, because I firmly believe that, that teachers who are the closest to our students are the ones who are the most impactful to student lives. But systemic change, Um, you know, changing of the educational environment for the better of our students. Um, And so that was really what my desire was to go into administration, was so that we could, so that I could hopefully begin to build the excellence that I thought that students deserve. It was really more of a... No. Intercom interruptions aside, it was from this particular part of the discussion that I gleaned the most in regards to the topic. Through her time at her art school and in the environment it cultivated, Avery Piegler was able to, as a person, evolve, and in turn, likely change the lives of many other people on her old campus and this new one. And it wasn't just this moment either that resonated with me. Throughout our discussion, Ms. Piegler had several things to say that broadened my horizons on the topic of change, personal or otherwise. We discussed the innate acceptance and diversity that exists in the environments on an arts campus. Contrarily, she also talked about how due to such a high concentration of diversity, there can sometimes be reverse bias among students towards people who aren't necessarily quote-unquote diverse. We discussed the unfortunate reality that historically art kids are notoriously underappreciated or even alienated in typical public high schools and how that affects us once we make it to environments such as this one. Particularly, we touched on the fact that upon arriving to MSA, some students will undergo periods of rapid change in a sudden burst, likely in response to having the freedom to do so, free of ridicule for the first time, and whether or not that's healthy, ultimately deciding that it was simply a part of the journey of figuring yourself out. We also talked about the very important fact that is the artist never truly leaves you. Now, what we meant by that was, if you come to MSA or a place like it and study an art form, that means you're an artist because why else would you be here? However, not everyone goes on to live an artist's life after their time here. Some go on to be doctors or lawyers or whatever they may be. But regardless of their career choice, they still live life with that artistic filter and they still look at the world through an artistic view because being an artist is not a profession, it is a personality. The most riveting part of this interview, however, was the topic of Miss Piegler's personal evolution, 
touching on how it relates to her time at her art school, of course. This is what she had to say. The other piece of that evolution, what for me personally, when I went to my high school, as I said, I went to a private Catholic school, mm-hmm. kindergarten through eighth grade. We had, and there were about 50 kids in my, my grade level or my class, if you will. Um, and two of them were, were black. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few Hispanic because that's very common in, in the Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came from an environment that, you know, taught us that, you know, if you were homosexual, you were going to hell. If you were, you know, if you did certain things, no matter what, that you were going to hell for that. It was, there was no redemption for those kinds of things. Abide by the rule book or face the consequences. Exactly. Really. Very much so. And I get that in life and on this earth, we do have to abide by the rules or there are consequences because that's just the way life works. Um, and spiritually, I understand that as well. And I know that I have my own morals, values, you know, spiritual um, truths that I hold dear to myself and that we um, abide by in, in my family but when I went to that school, I realized, um, and I hate to be cliche, but you know the old saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. Because underneath the skin tone, underneath the clothing, underneath the makeup, underneath you know um, the outward animosity if there was or anger or you know whatever there's there's a person inside of there and I realized how much I desired to truly know people and I didn't care what color their hair was or what color their eyes were or if you know I mean if they were gay or if they were black and on top of that my parents who I dearly love and they're wonderful, wonderfully gracious people came from a different time than I did. They grew up in the 60s. They lived through integration and busing and, you know, those kinds of things. And their views of people who were even a different skin color than us were way different when I was young than even theirs are now or what mine are. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that, you know, just because that person wears black skin instead of white skin doesn't mean that they're less than me or that they're dumb or that, you know, that they are a person inside of there too. Um, just because someone, um, you know, is, is homosexual doesn't mean that they're not a, a good person. You know, they're not as great of an artist as I am or, or better than me, or, you know what I'm saying? It was just, and, and it was, and I know, I know I've used race and, and sexuality because those are the two. They are very common metaphors. Absolutely. And, and so, but you know, even beyond that, I realized that I can't look at you and make a judgment about who you are as a person just based on what I see. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was so poignant for me as an individual. And I'm so grateful for that experience because 
it really did broaden my my mind. You know, it really did allow me to see that we all come in different shapes, sizes, colors, what what have you. We all have different levels of of you know wealth and different spiritualities, and you know, there's all of these different things that make us up who we are. But underneath it all, we're all just people, and mm-hmm. and we have the same basic needs, and we all come to the earth the same way, you know. So, um, it, it, yeah, that's I think that probably is the biggest part of my. Even though it was my personal evolution, it was more about recognizing others. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a. And that, listeners, is the exact conversation I was hoping to have. This is even more substantial proof that art school and the environment cultivated within is one of the best places for evolution, be it of personal beliefs or otherwise. As Ms. Peekler said, I'm so grateful for that experience because it really did broaden my mind. That quote specifically speaks volumes towards the entire topic. Every day we walk through the world around us is another opportunity to change and evolve. The only thing we need to decide is whether we do it for good or bad. So I now implore everyone in the audience to do something that broadens your mind. Go out, meet new people without making judgments, appreciate the diversity in the world around you. Look into creative artistry. Do anything and everything to accomplish your purpose as a human, to evolve into a better version of yourself. I would like to give a very special thank you to my very special interviewee, Miss Avery Peekler evolution expert and to everyone who listens to this podcast i hope you get as much out of it as i did making it until then let's do our best to leave the world a little better than we found it thank you for joining us as we present and preserve important voices in our community More episodes are on the way. In the meantime, follow the literary department on Instagram at msa.literary. We rise, we fly, we shine.